My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today I'm meeting Cass Morrow. He's a relationship coach and an expert in marriage uh, communication. Hello, Cass. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Anna. Thanks for having me on. It's exciting. Thank you. So let's start a conversation by diving into your journey of becoming the person you are today. What led you to discover your true passion in life? How did it start for you? What a great question. So it's kind of a blend of, of my life and the hell I was in with my marriage. And a blend of uh, sort of a mixture of I lost a seven figure business during COVID and had to start over. And my wife turned to me one day and said, hey, honey, you've learned how to be a man. You've learned how to save this terrible, toxic, abusive marriage. Uh, You've gone from from being the worst man on the planet to the best man on the planet. Why aren't you teaching men? And so I just got to work. I started putting it all together in a way that was presentable and started to share the truth of my story and how bad of a man that I used to be. And we went viral and the rest is history. Wow. Yes. And uh, you were mentioning that you first noticed that transformation for yourself. uh, And that came up in your marriage in terms of, uh, you know, how you uh, communicated with your wife and all of that. Um, you know, experiences and lessons that you learned, uh, how would you, um, I would say, go over like maybe top three of the main aspects of what uh, helped you to transform your relationship and what is important for people who are looking for serious, long-term, committed relationship, what they should be focusing on in terms of building that foundation and support and, um, you know, kind of like laying ground for what's about to evolve. Yes. So uh, I'm going to break away from the normal and you'll find pretty quickly. That's the reason I was able to combat all the years of emotional, physical, sexual assault towards Catherine. And the the very first point that I can give you is this. We're going to assume that you're already taking responsibility and taking ownership and accountability for you because that's a pretty standard thing that's out there now. Okay. But society will tell you things, Anna, like communication is key. And what I learned was if we want to keep doing things the way that society will tell you to do them, when especially when it comes to things like communication, knocking down the wall, it takes two in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You're going to continue to fail. We're seeing divorce rates climb. So I would encourage you, first things first, to learn to discern and decipher what is real from what you're given, uh, what you're delivered from the examples that you're shown from your parents, from the things that you learn, uh, the people in your life. Go to therapy. I'm not saying therapy is bad, but again, if you want to really look at it, communication would be, communication is key. No, communication would be like a blank key. 
And the skills you need to have hard conversations would be the grooves in the in that key. And now having hard conversations without blowing up, getting defensive, attacking your partner, blaming them, truly taking responsibility for you in the direction you want to go, that would be considered key. Mm -hmm. But I think that people, uh, you know, with point one, people mostly, they focus on the lessons they're taught. And so they try mm -hmm. to have this conversation, but they have no skills. Mm -hmm. They have zero skills. They're just defending, partners attacking. We go in the attack defense cycle. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing I would say is this, focus on what you can't not what you can. And this is really powerful. If you think about any of the things that you're good at in your life, you decide that you're really good on uh, speaking. So you want to do a podcast, right? Easy to do that. But yeah. there was things that you could not do in order to make the podcast happen. And people will get stuck. And communication is such a valuable uh, example in this. You think you know how to, to communicate. So I stopped yelling because my wife said, if you don't yell, I'll love you. If you don't yell, I'll be happy. If you don't yell, I'll want you more. So you stop yelling and you think you're listening, you're communicating, but that's not what she wanted. Mm -hmm. What did she really want? She wanted the things that you didn't know how to do. Provide joy. Show her that there was trust, that she could trust you, that she could follow you and know that you're going to take care of her heart, that you're going to create peace and you're going to believe in that peace, that you want joy for yourself too. Those are all things that you can't if you're focused on insecurity, anxiety, anger, right? Uh, so the last thing I would say is this, accountability. I think it's oversold and garbage, absolute garbage. Mm -hmm. If I'm your, I owned a gym for 22 years. If, I, if I'm your personal trainer, unless you hire me to follow you around and slap the food out of your mouth, or as, a, as your marriage coach, if you want me to be outside your house with a ghetto blaster, blasting love songs, reminding you why you're doing this, mm -hmm. there's no such thing as accountability. So if you want to learn to be a better person and turn your marriage around, you can take responsibility for yourself but you sure better take accountability over yourself. Learn to be disciplined, learn to follow through and be proud of who you are. I'm not proud if I yell at my kids. They don't even know how to deal with their emotions yet. And I do not want them to learn the same lessons that I learned. So I better do things differently. So I better hold myself accountable or look at them. Or my wife is a good example. She's not nagging. She's just holding me accountable, right? Those would be my top three. Wow. Yeah, I agree that, also, like communication is such a, you know, general topic, but we don't really value it's enough in the relationship with other people, because I guess first we didn't know how to communicate with ourselves, you know, and it all comes back to your inner work and how are you connected and aligned with who you truly are. From that place, you can find a better communication style towards another person because it will come naturally based on how you treat yourself first. Don't you think? I think this is such a valuable point. Let's Can, can I use the five love languages as an example? Because yeah, people know the course. five love languages. Yeah. So, you know, we're having a conversation. We're reading the book together. We take the quiz. And now we know each other's languages. Mm -hmm. But people get so focused on the inward work right? Of what do I need? Not how do I give? How do I love? How do I provide my partner's love language? And they're, they don't realize they're not doing the inward work. They're just focusing inward instead of just loving their partner in the language that they learn their partner needs. You can start focusing on the person that you want to be again, holding yourself accountable. Yeah. It gets really good. If I'm grateful for my wife because of all the things she's doing and I show that love in a way that she understands, I'm going to get what I need. 
I'm going to get it. I don't have to say I'm physical touch. Why are you touching me? My wife will run across the room, touch my face and tell me she's proud of me today. Right. And yet men are like, see, if you don't have sex with me, I don't know you love me because you're not focused inward for the right reason. Yeah. That makes sense. Definitely. And uh, I think like uh, with us not making it a priority in our life, it's, you know, we kind of make having a disservice not only to us, but to others that we impact on a daily basis. And a lot of times people say, if I'm focusing on me, that means it's selfish. You know, if I prioritize my mental and physical health, how about others? And really like it will support you, you know, in the long run, because with you, pouring into yourself first you will have something to share as well and we need to like make sure that is been covered first and then you will see yourself really um coming from a different place where it's easy when it's like overflowing it's easy to share with others what are your thoughts on that I think it, it's amazing. It's I call it the yes tone. I didn't get this concept. It's from an author named Athel Key. And actually, I believe he stole it from someone as well. Mm -hmm. But creating the kind of environment where your wife, um, it, he goes all the way to saying it assumes that there's going to be great sex today. I like to look at intimacy as a, a rejection ladder, and it's all the way down, right? Mm -hmm. So if we can start to fill our own cup, I'm going to say for specifically, like, let's use health as an easy example. You have all the benefits of health. We don't have to belabor that today. You know, you're learning every day things that you're passionate about, things that you can't, not things that you can. And so that you become powerful in your brain. You become powerful. Um, you know, you look differently. People respect you. They listen to you because you're confident in your speech because of the education you're learning, whether it's a book, podcast, whatever. Yeah. And you start to bring this kind of energy home. Now you introduce things like legacy. What is my purpose? How am I impacting the world? Now, if you look at that rejection ladder, you can go, the very first thing is to come. How do I come home? How do I show up? What kind of energy do I present in my home? Yeah. How is your day? If she's having a bad day. Can I say, or I should say your partner, but I, I put this on men all the time, but you know, you're having a bad day. Mm -hmm. My energy is so up because my cup is so full that I can be there for you and listen. I can understand. I can validate what you're feeling without trying to fix like mm -hmm. men would try to do. And it stems from the inner work that you do, the, the, the belief in yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And also, you're not in the defensive mode because you already know who you are and what you deserve. And, you know, nothing will trigger or like attack you. And then you, again, you're, you are conscious or mindful of your response to the other person because it's intentional. It's not just you, um, you know, kind of like flipping out or reacting but rather being mindful so that's another i think important part of it because sometimes we're getting into the cycle of being uh, defensive and uh, really attacking another person subconsciously and we don't even know why it's happening and if we um don't stop and question and really like check in with our own emotions uh we, you know, we're never gonna like fix the situation, but rather it will, uh, you know, go on. But with us really taking control of how we can process the emotions that I'm feeling right now and what 
could be the way to like channel that in a way that it will release or let go and then I feel better and understand why it happened and maybe it has nothing to do with the person I'm interacting at all but why is that I'm so reactive towards that person maybe it reminds me of something triggers something that's been already within me maybe I should address that first and then like with that responsibility of controlling our own emotions, we become content and at peace. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Oh, you're hitting on so many things that I teach. So I, we all get into what I call a safe reaction until you've done the work. You safe react, which means you keep yourself safe, right? right? So the S is sabotage, right? And we can work our way down. But the point is you're doing things subconsciously, maybe consciously, to protect yourself, not your partner, not your future, not the marriage, your relationship, nothing, just you. And if you can learn that there is a gap between the trigger and the stimulus, you can choose to hold yourself accountable in that space and help your partner put the gun down. And especially if you don't know how to deal with your own trigger, you know, whatever's bothering you, because you're right. Anna, you're so right. Half the time, maybe even more, it doesn't have anything to do with you. You just take it personal and you're so used to puking your needs over your partner instead of just trying to understand where they're coming from, understanding what's real, what's a trigger, and then putting that gun down, you know? Yes, and uh, because this, it's like escalates and then we don't see where was the beginning and there is no end to it. And if only each one of us just ask ourselves why is that even happening how am i feeling at this moment or why am i feeling this way so really being like uh curious about your emotions on a daily basis and check in with yourself and i think uh, uh we also have to be mindful of if we are parenting right like we are showing an example for our kids and they usually pick up on the way you feel not what you say so but what you do so with us like um not just uh like uh receiving the best experience that we can but also being an example for our kids because again it comes from generation to generation. Somebody has to stop that from moving forward. And how can you stop rather than showing a different way of living, right? So oh, yeah. what is normal? Well, the problem is, I'll, I'll tell you, the problem is normal is what parents do is just like we were taught, don't cry. Hey, there's nothing to be afraid of. Go to sleep. If you scream like that, you're going to a room and taking away your toy. What are we telling our children? What did our parents tell us? Hey, you're not allowed to feel. That's not a viable feeling. That's not real. That's not what's happening. That's not allowed to, to go on right now. So stop. And then we do that to our children. And then we say, I'm going to create a good example for my children based off of what my parents did wrong. And nobody realizes they were taught not to communicate feelings. They were taught not to be allowed to have feelings. And they were taught to fall in line with whatever is said. Now, what happens to us is if we don't understand this and break away from that, learn to respond and not react by understanding emotions, what we're truly feeling. Anger is secondary. Mm -hmm. Why am I angry right now? I feel lonely. I feel like I'm the only one participating. I feel as though I'm not, you know, we start to understand these things and then we can break away from the cycle because we need to be teaching our children a different way. You, you need to cry, baby, get over here. 
you know, go to their level, get down on the floor and let them. I've had my daughter bite chunks out of me, but she can trust me. Yeah. She can count on me, right? Mm-hmm. Now that's not going to happen forever. But if we can, if we want to make a generational change, and for those of you listening that struggle with your partner, start with your kids because they have no choice, but we have a choice for them, you know? Yes, definitely. And with us knowing that bigger picture that we're creating that ripple effect. So dedicating time to your own mental and physical health should be your priority. So you know how important that is to really like um, be in control and seeing for yourself that I'm the one uh, that making a decision, that making choices. And this is the direction that I'm going to be clear on what you want and how you want to show up and who you want to be. Uh, I think that's something that we should be prioritizing and the rest will follow again. Like it's just going to be an outcome or the result of who you want it to be in your life. And again, like those um, qualities or skills that you develop, it will become your second nature. But in the beginning, like maybe it will feel like something new, you know, something unknown, but you have to kind of lean into that and see for yourself um, what is it that you experience and how you can learn from that lesson. Especially if your partner's not on board, which mm-hmm. is very common. You know, people say what they're supposed to say. Of course, I want to be here. I, I believe if I wouldn't be. Yes, I'm working on the marriage. I'm going to therapy or I'm reading this book. People say what they're supposed to say not what they actually truly mean. And there's often that push and pull. So when you're taking responsibility and you're trying your hardest, are you? If you start to blame your partner because you're trying so hard, you're not trying hard because you should never turn to blame. Mm-hmm. You still, are you still getting defensive? I like to use disrespect, Anna, as a, such a beautiful way to describe this because especially with men, men will come to me and be like, well, you know, she screams at me, she hits me. She um, is the one who's who's constantly berating me and nagging me and calling me names, threatening divorce. She's the one who's cheating. She's the one who filed divorce. She's the one. Well, listen, none of those things happened on your first date, your first month, your first months, years, none of them, which means it gradually increased to the level of disrespect that you've now decided is intolerable. Mm. Well, that means you're just as much a part of enabling it, allowing it. You didn't have any ideas about boundaries. You didn't have any ideas how to communicate, lead your partner out of the mess when they were triggered. That's not all your fault, but you might not be the problem, but you can be the solution. And if you're not the solution, you are the problem. So stop blaming your partner. Start just taking responsibility. Like you said, look in the mirror. Who do I want to be? Right? Yeah, definitely. And also um, really like, you know, we have hard times communicating with ourselves, meaning like we're critical to who we are or who we've been. You know, we have to really find a way to accept everything about who we are and all parts of us because it played a role in your, uh, you know, experiences and your transformation that you are here right now with what you have and what you know because of those parts of you and people find you know hard for them to accept and they would 
feel guilty or ashamed of something or not being able to really forgive themselves for what has been, you know, in the past. And sometimes like we are attached to those stories, but again, uh, we can create a new narrative. We are the one writing the story. And if we know that we're the creator of our story, then we don't have to, you know, tell the same thing. We can just rewrite it. And again, who do you want to be? How you want to show up is important. You have to be clear um, and know yourself first before um, really like um, uh, knowing how to interact with other people. And also, I think like... Um, Sometimes we feel also pressure from the society that we need to like perform or we compare ourselves with other people. And we see that we don't have something other people have and we become jealous and we kind of like projecting that onto relationship as well. And um, maybe setting like high expectation for me and my partner, like I'm kind of uh I feel that pressure not only on me, but creating in the relationship. So have you ever, um, I, I mean, worked with the couples who um, feel like, um, you know, they struggling because of the pressure of the society in a way to perform or to be somebody they not, or uh, they uh, asking their partner to do really like a lot that they don't have to do and how it affects the relationship and how to get a handle of it. All the time. In fact, it's woven throughout the program that my wife and I do. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's a few really key things. Number one, you, you hit the nail on your head. And I wasn't sure if you were going to say it, but you're right. A lot of society, mm -hmm. uh, the pressure that you feel is also from your partner. Okay. Because remember, there's a man and there's a woman. They were both not properly taught how to be a man and a woman in a relationship. Let's just be real. Okay. And so they come together and there's pressure from the world, from the examples we're shown, from the social media we choose to, to follow, from uh, the movies we watch, the books we read, mm -hmm. the people that you don't know, but they're at work and they're telling you at the water cooler how things are going. It is what it is, okay? And now the first thing that I would teach men is you need to focus on gratitude to your partner first because without them, you wouldn't want to be better. That's mm -hmm. it. If you don't have that, you're going to be resentful and contemptuous all along because everybody's taught wrong and everybody's telling I'm getting, and we'll use communication as an example again if we're all taught don't go to bed angry but you don't have the skills you feel this pressure from your spouse who wants to talk well I know as a man who is abusive and rageful and just a terrible I, I would tower over Catherine all night long days on end I call them week-long anger binges lecturing and lecturing and lecturing because we're not supposed to go to bed angry so you need to let go. The second part of it is letting go of all the outside influence. If it's not working, just drop it. Just understand it. I'll use a different example, your family. If you've got a bad family who tells you you can't make money, that you, you need to quit, get divorced, I don't care what the lesson is. Don't listen to people, A, who don't have what you want, and B, uh, meaning you need to choose. That's who you choose to follow on social media or whatever. And B, if they're not supporting you in the goal that you want, you should be not talking to them anyways. I don't care if they're your blood right? They're holding you back. Your circle of five is, I didn't make that up. You're the sum of who you have in your life. Pick them wisely, mm -hmm. you know? And then you can start to let go of the pressure because you're right. That shame, that guilt, it's nothing, nothing but an anchor. And here's the other problem. Mm -hmm. 
I guarantee you, you're not going to to people at work and or your friends and saying, yeah, you know what? I told that bitch divorce. She's getting divorced. No guy's going to his buddies going, yeah, you know, my wife, when we're intimate, she just lays there. She's just, I can tell she's not even with me. She's just, you know, I just feel terrible. Nobody's doing this. Nobody's telling the truth. I certainly didn't tell everybody that I trashed the house 50 times. I didn't tell people that I got a restraining order, that I was going to go to jail for assaulting my wife. Nobody's talking about it. So why are you looking at everybody else for help? Find somebody who's talking about it. And, and it doesn't have to be me, but find somebody who's honest, help you release that shame and realize you're not alone. There's nothing to be ashamed of. We all didn't know. And the only reason it's your fault is if you learn this now, you hear this now, and you don't want to do anything about it. Right. Now it's your fault, you know? Yeah, like uh, when people know what they didn't know, but now they have the responsibility. And a lot of people want to be ignorant to just not have responsibility again it comes in subconsciously what is it that you value in your life if it's that important then you have to do something about it right and usually like we find people if the pain of them staying in the same situation is stronger than the pain of the transformation that they need to go through that's how they start moving otherwise they stay uh, you know stagnant and you know until to the point where it's enough it has to be enough you have to take that uh, make that decision and really stick to it no matter what I'm gonna fix it mm -hmm. no you're right uh, you, you know emotion hey sorry my puppy's a little nutsy um, <laughs> emotion is the root of all success but it's also the root of all failure Everybody who's made it, they usually do hit rock bottom. They absolutely do, right? And they decide if they, but not everybody at rock bottom does something. You know, I'll give you an example. There's a ton of men who are going to lose everything and they come to me. You know, they're going to, their, their life, their marriage, their wife hates them, whatever. They come to me. Mm -hmm. And then they rise up, they learn, they grow, they level up and they start to look down on their partner who's still defensive. When they're fun and exciting, they're still, they're falling through on everything. And I mean, I can go on and on and on. The point is they've become a real 10. They started looking up at their partner and now they're a 10. They're looking down going, where are you? And we inspire, we lead, we ask. We might have to motivate with a boundary. But the thing is, rock bottom doesn't always affect everybody the same way. Mm. Or maybe you don't know or haven't defined rock bottom for yourself. Maybe you're just like still stuck in your past and you're still blaming. I can't believe you're only doing this now. It's been 20 years. Well, life's going to be different if you want to stay there because I'm not there anymore. Mm -hmm. But this goes back to what we talked about just a moment ago, right? You're, you're responsible for your choices. You have to decide what you want to do with it and then make that move, you know? Right. Yes. And uh, uh, also, we have to know that our decision affects uh, other people as well. And especially like when you, if you're in the relationship, I think uh, it's good to really like um share how you feel with your partner so they know what you're going through uh a lot of times people live together but ra rather they feel lonely they separate they don't talk and it's just the illusion of them being a couple right or maybe they stay in because of kids whatever happens whatever is your explanation but you still have to have that kind of like communication and understanding of each other and uh, maintaining that relationship even after years of 
being in marriage, like it has to be some kind of um, practice that you cultivate, I would say, like for a healthy ground. So, you know, like you are safe and you can speak up and nothing is, you know, um, making you to really like be silent in your suffering if you're going through something. So uh, what would you say like um, the most um, um, obstacle in couples who are long-term with each other to maintain that spark or connection between them? The biggest obstacle is what we talked about in the beginning. You're not wrong with any of that. I would call most of that a hard conversation, right? Let's just use the easy one. I lost my job. So you're terrified. You don't feel like you're, uh, you know, the provider you're supposed to be. Maybe that attacks you as a man, whatever. You should be able to go home and talk about it. But if you have all these underlying issues, that safety that you just talked about has long since been there. You don't know how to share feelings, which is really just, guys, instead of puking, it's a fact. I lost my job. I feel scared. That's it. Fact. Indisputable. And a feeling. And I mean, so if you're going to start without having the tools, at least use that one, right? Where it's indisputable fact and your feeling, because it is important to maintain this. But after years, especially in long term, if there's a wall between you, if safety is not there, peace is not there, if we've constantly been defending ourselves, which means you're not protecting your partner or your future, right? You only care about yourself. Well, or at least that's what you're presenting. OK, yeah. then you don't have those skills that make up what I talked about in the beginning. The communication is key thing. You literally don't. So although you have the best intentions, if you're not going to take the time, I always tell everybody this, Anna, rather than jumping right in and having that conversation, maintaining the feelings conversation that you're talking about, I'm just going to summarize it. But rather than doing that first, take 30 days, take 60 days, take 90 days. I don't care. Learn some skills to communicate to deal with your triggers, to be able to know what a feeling is. What actually am I feeling, yeah. right? I'm angry because I lost my job. No, I'm scared because I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family. It's mm -hmm. in turn, secondary, I'm angry. Mm -hmm. I feel insecure about myself as a man. I feel maybe a little victimized. My boss should have done this different. All these things, understand what you're truly feeling. Take the time to learn. You're not setting yourself back. You're not. It feels like an eternity because you're taking 30, 60, 90 days. But what's the alternative? The last 15 years, you've been screaming at each other because you don't know how to have, this, to have these conversations. Yeah. So stop. Stop looking at it the way that we're taught. Start looking at it a new way. And maybe you'll have something new. Right? right? Definition of insanity. Mm -hmm. I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And uh, that just summarizes everything. And I think um, we need to really look at our relationship with ourselves and others in a different way and make it a more of a priority and making sure that uh, we are giving ourselves the best care possible because we have everything that we need. We just don't really focus on that. We don't think it's important. But once we start valuing it, then I think we will see uh, how it transforms not only the way we feel about ourselves, but how we can now interact with other people and create that ripple effect and be an example for kids. Oh, this is wonderful what you're saying. This is so wonderful. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to spin a little different for you, but yeah. this is beautiful. 
if you can think about that inner work, and I'm going to use some of the simple stuff, like you're, again, you're working out, you feel good on the inside out, right energy. You have where you're giving back, whatever your legacy is, you're giving back, making an impact in the world. It could be small, could be small. If you're listening, guys, it could be something you're doing with neighborhood kids who don't have parents, you know, or a parent, a role model. You know, it, it could be massive, like what I try to do, disrupt divorce over 30 years. Okay, it doesn't matter. Impact. And you have all these things that are part of who you are filling your cup. Now, go to those skills that you want to learn and think about it like this. If I'm hiring a therapist, a coach, I'm reading books, what is the goal? It shouldn't be communication with my spouse. Stop it. It should be relationary. It should be with my children, with my in-laws, with my parents, with people at work, with people I meet at the grocery store. I'll give you an example. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. What's your first inkling? To be defensive, put your middle finger up and say, how dare you? Instead of having the empathy and compassion, you need to communicate with that person. Hey, is everything all right? Yeah. Maybe they just walked in their partner cheating. Maybe somebody just died. Maybe they just got diagnosed, but they're going to die in a week. And their mind's a little foggy right now. If you can't think about this as a relationary thing, you will never make as much money as you want. You will never trust and follow a proper coach, let's say a personal trainer. Yeah. You will never reach all of your goals, especially in your marriage or with your children. So stop thinking about it so narrow-mindedly yeah. and learn the skills on a massive, but starting with who am I, what do I want, how do I fill my cup? Now you can present some real some real communication, right? Yes, definitely. And I'm so glad we had that conversation. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and wisdom. And for those who would like to connect with you online, how can they find you? Um, I'm Moral Marriage on all social media. So my last name, Marriage. Also, moralmarriage.com. And honestly, good timing. We have uh, um, my book's just about to come out, the system that I've used to help men around. 4,000 men in 22 months. It's unreal. So putting it together in a book format so people can actually follow it who can't afford the course and coaching and things like that. So I'm pretty excited. Thank you. Thank you. So as we close today, what would be the thought for our listeners? Honestly, start understanding. It doesn't take two. It takes one to lead. So if you're listening, you're interested in, in changing your future, writing that story differently the way that um, you talked about, Anna, right? And if you want a new narrative, then you're leading. So it doesn't take two. It starts with you. That's it. Get to work. Thank you. I hope you enjoy your day. You too. Thanks for having me on. Thank Thank you for listening to my podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did follow my show and leave me a review i'd love to hear from you to check out intern store go to internpodcast.com stay tuned